What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Rewind part of the Wayward World podcast. I'm Sid, and joining me today is digital media artist. Uh, he's an editor. He's a graphic designer. He does all kinds of editing stuff, and he's an all-around cool guy, Kevin Hollick. Kevin, how are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, no problem. I We've been following each other for a long time on Twitter, and um, you were just like, hey, I need some, like, gra-. like you didn't personally come to me. <laughs> you were like, hey, I need some graphic design work. And I'm like, wow, I, I have a podcast, and I need a... Uh, some graphic design work in the future. Yep. Maybe I should like connect with this guy, you know? Um, so no, thank you for, thank you for agreeing to be on this show. Of course. Yeah. I'm always up for a little appearance. I don't do many, uh, like I usually toil away at something very privately and then release it after a couple months. So doing like a public appearance is kind of intriguing for me, you know, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. You're like uh Bo Burnham inside. You just like, yeah, a little tweaking. bit. Yeah, you kind of look like you kind of dressed up. <laughs> you look like you're in Bo Burnham cosplay right yeah, now. Yeah, I've got this nice, nice uh, cardigan. I'm just chilling out. Great yeah. Saturday. And with like the beard and everything, like you look like. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're just about ready to like do uh, all eyes on me. <laughs> you never know. You yeah. never know. So, Kevin, why don't you tell the wayward artists out there who you are, what you do, and uh, I guess how we met. We kind of just briefly mentioned it, but you can maybe go into detail about it. Yeah, I'm just a digital media artist just because it's a broad term because I do a lot of kind of different things graphic design I'm definitely specialized in video editing and kind of like VFX filmmaking stuff so I both shoot and edit video but I really dabble in a lot of things I dabble in music I dabble in you know writing and stuff so I, I I'm very intrigued by the variety but for work and stuff I've definitely honed in on graphics and digital art which kind of spawned from just a love for film and learning how to make short films and stuff as a kid with my best friend and kind of never thought it would be feasible for work but now it's kind of turned into that and so I've had a great journey so far and I can't wait to see where art takes me because it's really like my life source you know my life fuel Mm-hmm. yeah that's that's amazing like can you t- can you elaborate on that a little bit more like um when did you start getting into like filming and stuff wow. like editing and like all like your love for film when when did it... it there's like a very specific moment that i remember which was it was 2008 i believe during when the dark knight came out the christopher nolan mm-hmm. and um we saw it for my birthday in like the real imax the big like oh. 10 story IMAX. Nice. Now, I mean, I was a little kid. I, so I, it was like one of my favorite movies of all time. And I remember, and I was with my best friend at the time, we all watched it together. And on the way home, we both were just like, we should start making stuff like that. that like that was so cool. We, we got to try this. Mm-hmm. And I think it was good to get, get into it at that young age because we didn't, you know, as a kid, you, you don't have like this ego in the back of your head that's like oh it's not good enough or whatever like you just express for pure creation's sake and it's kind of beautiful and so we started doing like stop motion like action figure kind of uh movies using like batman figures and uh, other stuff and it really just snowballed from there and once we got a little bit older got into more like we actually did some like comedy 
skits and stuff based around we we really liked basing our stuff around properties that existed like call of duty uh we did sly cooper um without batman obviously but then we started as we grew older and we're like in high school and a little bit later doing original properties original um stories and characters and everything without using something that's already an ip and that's where i think our love for really really blossomed because it was just cre- I, i've always been fascinated and obsessed with the concept of creating something from nothing you know mm-hmm. and so it was really just a straight line for that and as i got older i was kind of concerned about what will i do for work will i be able to do this for work is this the type of industry i want to be in and so i've you know thought long and hard about it and you know i'm not really on a specific trajectory but i'm i'm i like trying new things and that's kind of where i'm at now and you know along the way my best friends have been been there the entire time you know for everything we do so it's been pretty cool little journey yeah that's what kind of like where it all starts out you're you're just a bunch of kids and you have all this like creative energy like that you just need to like burst out and i think like the dark knight um would probably have been a like a perfect thing to like kind of inspire a lot of people to like get into because like that movie kind of changed the way we look at batman i think Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways um not to get too much into detail about it but um that movie was very important uh to like the the comic book like like comic book movies besides the mcu which i think is its own importance in its own right but um the fact that like you and your best friend uh brandon right yeah brandon yeah yeah uh not to spoil uh your (laughs) the person you're thankful for later on but like uh, that's him that's who you're going to be talking about (laughs) um yeah the fact that he's been by your side for so long it's just like it it, it, it's very telling that not only do you have a love for like film but like like this is your expression like this is who you are almost um Mm -hmm. and the way we met like i think it's very evident the way we met which is very interesting the way we met kind of it was um kind of funny live three i think yeah like we didn't physically meet there but um we uh you posted a very like personal post like um like i I can't remember the fact yeah maybe you want to elaborate a little bit more uh, in detail about that but um yeah why why don't you elaborate and then i can like tell you how i felt about it (laughs) sure yeah i was just because i went to kind of funny live three with my dad actually um he's not like he didn't listen to kind of funny but he was like i'll come along to san francisco why not you know and so it was just like such a new experience for me to go to this online gathering and community gathering and to feel so like feel so accepted immediately was like one of the best weirdest feelings i've ever had where it's like you just bond with these people just because you you want to not just you know like everybody's there to bond and find friends and you know strengthen the community and so you know the live show was awesome and all the events were awesome but just connecting with the people was kind of my favorite part and being able to realize after the fact like these are people i will stay in contact for 
a long time like like real friends not just internet friends you know like so that really moved me and i i felt like i had to express it in some way because i i i especially nowadays don't tweet very much or you know i'm not active on social media so i was like i want to and just to like obviously let kind of funny and the people that i met there let them know how i felt really deep down and kind of write a little excerpt and it was really long but i i, I just had to get it all out there and it was uh, yeah that's how i guess we kind of became acquainted was through that post yeah it was such a touching and lovely post like it talking about i, th- I think it was like talking about like community like what you were saying and uh that's kind of how I felt with kind of funny too I uh that was like my first ever uh, anything like that <laughs> I don't yeah. know how, I don't know how you can explain like kind of funny live three um to like a normie I guess to an, <laughs> and someone who doesn't watch kind of funny but right. um that was such a cool event and granted I didn't like meet too many people there I uh had my own Airbnb and I had some friends that I was like non kind of funny best friends who were mm-hmm. I, I was hanging out with at the time but that event was just so spectacular and so like yeah you definitely felt like you were a part of something um which was kind of a weird feeling <laughs> like yeah. uh like uh, i i always thought like whenever greg talked about the uh, kind of funny best friend and i'm like ah oh, man it's just a it's just like you know when i say to my audience the wayward artist you know like yeah. it's it's just a cute little moniker type thing but then like i i kind of finally like really understood it and it was kind of funny too because i also did uh, a post as well it didn't like go viral or go big or anything I just tagged like some of the kind of funny people and it was mm-hmm. funny because like you know Kevin Coelho was there and I was Kevin um I'm like I, I would always introduce like my Twitter tag because I'm just like hey uh, I'm Sid you know you know me you know Sid right <laughs> <laughs> like I, I I knew you had to like do the uh, the, the handles it's like I'm yeah. uh, I'm so and so I tweet at you a bunch and stuff like that and Kevin actually remembering like the post that I made like a couple days before the event and I was like oh that's so cool he remembered but then also uh, a few years later getting to talk to Jared Betty and like him being my friend and uh, yeah, like um, Megaran was also like uh, in the uh, the audio versions we had Megaran Mike Trucker like all these people that were at kind of funny life yeah <laughs> like, it's just uh, like you get yeah. connected you know like mm-hmm. it's really it's, cool yeah and I just actually like I connected with uh, Andrew Renee too which was like kind of nice like and like and again like um it's it's just it was just so interesting to like look at that and just be like man these people that i like looked up to now they're my colleagues almost <laughs> like yeah. uh, we're, we're kind of like uh we're kind of like mutuals like i i wouldn't go to their house and ask for anything like type right. it's like they, they i'm pretty sure if i told them who i am and like they connected us they're like oh yeah sid you know right. which is like it's weird it's weird it um, is yeah that's weird weird but feeling, no, but cool yeah but uh, going back to the post and like talking about film it's just like yeah, your sense of like love and passion like i I, i've seen that like through like some of the work that you did post on twitter like i remember specifically your joker um movie that you did like that was that was kind of trippy like you almost it was really like pretty accurate and i don't think there was a lot of joker like stuff at the time yeah it came out like well we wanted to do it before the movie came out to kind of uh i mean like it sounds terrible but capitalize on the hype you know so like we wanted it Right. Yeah. Especially if we're doing like a property based thing, because we, you know, we did the Joseph Seed for Far Cry 5 video and had to come out with that, I think, around the time. What was the it was like the the smaller game after five? Oh, um, Blood Dragon. 
No, no, no. Um, oh, um, the, the wild like future. Yeah, uh, it's between oh, no. five and six, I think. Yeah, I, yeah, it was Blood Dragon. If it was the future, oh no, no, that's no. It was like future after Far Cry Five. Oh, uh, not like super far future. It was like New Dawn or something. I think. I yeah. It, I it was like I, a I play standalone. I don't play oh, okay. Far Cry. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so we like we had to come out with that pretty quick to capitalize on the Far Cry kind of thing, mm-hmm. but. But Joker, the hardest part with that, because we did two videos, we did one before, we did one when they announced the, or like showed him for the first time, Joaquin Phoenix in the costume, but didn't have any video of it. Mm -hmm. And then even when we made the second one, there was, I don't, I don't even think there was a trailer that was out. Maybe like the first basic trailer teaser or something, but I was scared or like intimidated because I, we didn't have any i had no acting reference and so i was like how is this guy gonna act like i didn't even really know and so i had to really figure that out and i and i had a little bit to work with but did my best and it was a fun video because i i have dressed up as the joker just for halloween and all my life like as a kid there i have like such a lineage with that my chair my chair is the joker like you can see it but like it's uh it's the secret lab oh nice yeah it was i I just like the colors actually (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. and so that video was like a fun i I always like playing with properties because it's it can be i don't want to say easier but you get a little more leverage and inspiration immediately because you have something else to kind of draw from Mm -hmm. so that was joker was a little bit easier with that um and then my my friend played murray franklin and in, in the you know the talk show scene which was awesome mm-hmm. and uh yeah that was just such a interesting experiment video especially doing that like doing i i don't think i did joker in video oh, there was an unreleased jared leto joker thing that we did that we never really finished because i that i did dress up as him for halloween and i that was in 2015 yeah that was around that time yeah it was when they had released the pictures but not really maybe the first trailer and i uh, i actually shaved my eyebrows for that oh wow costume horrible decision yeah especially uh, since it wasn't yeah especially since it wasn't really good joker <laughs> right and i was like because i was so i was so hyped the movie didn't come out yet so mm-hmm. but whatever it was it was fun and you know yeah. but yeah I, I the joker stuff has been with me for a while just i think when it started with the dark knight you know and ever since then it's just been the character i like to pay attention to and intrigued every time they reboot him or do something different so mm-hmm. yeah i i love the joker i mean like uh not to the extent that like a lot of people seem to like you know the joker is right type of like people yeah. are like he's a perfect boyfriend I, I just think he's a really cool character like yeah. uh he's 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 fun times you know um you can't go wrong with batman I, i'm excited mm-hmm. for the new batman movie actually um Me actually too. i'm kind of half and half <laughs> like when they saw three hours i was just like oh man that's um it's a lot that's of batman. longer than avengers like <laughs> that's longer sheesh. than any movie ever like but probably the lord of the rings was longer and i'm just like they're either going to um this is going to be the best batman movie ever or you're, we're gonna sit through three hours <laughs> like yeah. a, a, either a decent or a mediocre batman movie i don't know like uh, i'm optimistic though so um 
yeah i'm glad they're not using the joker for that so like just yeah. uh so but the realer this realer kind of looks like the joker <laughs> he's acting like him but it's um, cool yeah it'll, it'll be interesting to see like how that works out um so yeah that's that's pretty much you yeah you love film pretty much oh, yeah. have you done anything recently like um have you worked on set at all like i'm curious like like on no. a working set no i've had the privilege of doing that um yeah as an extra like oh for, cool yeah I, I don't know if you're familiar on sci-fi there was a tv show called um oh my god a z nation like uh it was like a zombie tv show that they had. Oh, okay yeah um i they filmed in spokane washington so it was like there was a lot of opportunities for extras i um huh. i was in the theater and i wanted to do film for a while before i started to become an influencer <laughs> um <laughs> I did extra work twice and God being on set is so intense. You can like, cut, yeah, cutting the, it, you can cut the tension with a knife. I, I was so scared to like talk to anybody because of that. I was just like, dang, so-and-so over there is working. Uh, so-and-so over there is working too. But what, what's funny though, is on Z nation, uh, Katie O'Brien was one of the characters in the shows. Do you know who Katie O'Brien is? I've heard the name, but I'm not like, Are, have you watched familiar? Have you watched a little show called The Mandalorian? I've seen the first couple episodes. I'm slacking on the TV shows. Uh, okay, I'm well, I thought, I, th I thought you would have watched it because I would have been like, she's one of the uh, lieutenants in The Mandalorian. And I was okay. just like, damn, like, that's so cool. Like, she's actually a really nice person <laughs> in <laughs> real life. That's awesome. Yeah, and um, uh, Kalita, Kalita Smith, who is in, uh, or Kalita Brown, I can't remember what her last name was, but uh, she was Bernie Mac's wife in the Bernie Mac show. Mm. She was, she's one of the main characters in that show. Great gal. Um, I had a death scene. It was pretty gruesome. Um, oh, boy. The director, who's a friend of mine, Juan Moss, um, took one of the, uh, the, like these bottles of blood. Like, I think it was made of like corn syrup or some, like yeah. some sort of material. And he just like, sprayed it all over my face and all over yeah. and like all over my mouth uh the makeup people were not happy about that <laughs> it's like hey it's not my fault but uh, i had to like blow my nose and get all this like uh corns because i was laying down on the floor um they basically gave me a sponge bath because like all the sugar and stuff like oh uh, yeah was all over my body uh there's like pictures if you follow my instagram um it's on mm. there like you have to scroll way down but the show's on netflix which is kind of cool that's um, awesome yeah, it was a uh, it was a fun time, but it, it it's definitely being on set was like, yeah, intense. You're there for so, such a long time too, and it was just, yeah. Like, we did one scene where it took like the same scene. It was I'm I kid you not. It was probably ten hours, and it was just wow. like, oh, this is uh, she's saying the same thing. It's kind of it's it's supposed. To, I know it's supposed to be serious, but it's kind of a joke now because <laughs> she keeps saying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seems like set being on set is like a, a whole game of like hurry up and wait you know yeah it, exactly. it seems like a lot of a lot of time passes just preparing for everything mm -hmm. but you know i got paid to like just sit around like which is like right which is kind of cool yeah <laughs> you yeah, can't say just... that you can't say that uh um, yeah often well kevin i'm uh i'm glad that you got to share a little bit about me but uh i'm very excited to talk about person that you're thankful for but before we do that I want to remind the wayward artists out there that this is the wayward world podcast uh 
this is the rewind, which is part of the my channel, the Wayward World Podcast, where each and every Sunday I sit with a wayward artist as we talk about someone or something they're thankful for or whatever it is I want to talk about. If you like that, please subscribe on YouTube. Uh, there's no URL yet, like a like an actual URL because we need 100 subscribers. So please uh, type in the Wayward World Podcast and you'll find us there. Subscribe, like, share, comment, uh, get us to 100 uh, subscribers so we can have an actual URL. Um, and then subscribe to us on audio services everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify nowadays. <laughs> like it's uh, yeah. probably like not a not a great place to listen to it nowadays with Joe Rogan and all that. But hey, if you want to listen to a podcast on Spotify, please listen to this one. Consider it. Um, yeah, anything with a cast at the end, we're there, including Facebook podcast, which is a very weird. Facebook has podcasts. So if you want to fight with your QAnon grandma in the uh, comment section of her status or, you know, listen to QAnon conspiracy theories um, while listening to the show, hey, you know, I'm not going to judge. Actually, no, I'll judge a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then let's see. Oh, patreon.com slash where we go podcast. Um, so you can help support the show at the dollar level. You can get me something off the dollar menu at McDonald's or uh, at the $5 above level. You can help support the show by getting um, exclusive content such as like um, newsletters, um, episodes early, hangouts, and possibly being a guest on the show. So go check that out. Uh, patreon.com slash where world podcast. Um, now, Kevin. I'm going to ask the question I ask people each and every week on the show. Tell me about someone or something you're thankful for, even though I kind of already told them, everybody, about it earlier today. Got a little sneak peek, but um, I'm saying my best friend Brandon today because we've been toiling away at a lot of cool projects, and, you know, he he's not in the arts career-wise, but he always is down to make our own stuff. and. Um, we all always try new things, and so we're we're working on a bunch of stuff. But he's also my best friend. Not he's not just like my partner in video. You know, it's it's one of my most mo most cherished relationships, and um, I'm just thankful for the bond we have because I've known him since I was probably like I, elementary school. I don't even know what age, but like really young, like first grade or something so we've been best friends for our whole lives and it's just cool and i appreciate to have somebody through it all you know mm -hmm. it's good to have those kinds of friendships i have one um art poor diaz is my best friend uh, we met in college because uh, i moved from saudi arabia so i kind of abandoned that life over there so um art poor diaz was my collaborator i mean he is my collaborator i shouldn't say was i say was because i don't do theater anymore and he's mostly in mm -hmm. the theater scene but uh he's there for other things and um i can't i couldn't be where i am without art so i i really appreciate it his name is art poor diaz which translates art for days which that's exactly that's awesome that's exactly who he is you know <laughs> that's um, so cool but tell me about Brandon here. Um, tell me a little bit about him. Like, who who is he? And um, where is it? Like, how did you guys meet? Like, do you remember that story? Oh man, that's so long ago. But I just remember being in first because in my my memory, especially way back, is is shot for some reason. But for me, I, I definitely just remember me like just jiving with him because we were kind of the quiet kids. You know, we were funny enough for a guy who's into film and like acts in his own stuff i was never in theater we were both never in theater or any of that so that's kind of 
peculiar, but um, I, I just remember we were really obsessed with weather, like tornadoes and stuff. And so we kind of just loved learning about that stuff in our free time. And we love science and that kind of stuff in the early days. And we still do, obviously. And we kind of just were always there for each other. And his family was like my second family, basically. And he, I mean, he's a very smart dude. He's very, like, analytical and very mathematical. So he's, but he's also, like, very creative because we're making music now and he plays bass. And so he's, he's, he's got a good balance of both. I think we both do have a good balance of both creative and, uh, like, I don't know, but uh, analytical or whatever, the left brain, right brain, you know, kind of balance. And so he's always been, he actually comes up with a lot of the movie ideas because he has these grand like concepts and stuff. And I like to just dive in and really get into the details and stuff. So we have a good kind of relationship in terms of our creative stuff. But personally too, I think we we both just, have similar views outwardly of like the world and how it how it works which is good we come from similar i mean he's got my parents were divorced really early when i was like three so i don't even remember like and it was amicable really perfect situation but his you know he he always had a family in one household so it was nice to have that kind of balance too but you know, I've always, I've always just really gravitated towards him because we get along and we, he's just a trustworthy, honest, fun guy. And, you know, I, I couldn't see my life without him in it basically, you know? Yeah. that That's, that's amazing that you have a friend like that. Like there, it's so rare. I think like a lot of people have like friendships that last that long. How, like how, like out of curiosity, how old are you guys like right now? I'm 26, so I'll be 27 this year, and he's just the same age. He's like a month older yeah. than me. Yeah, almost 30 years, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, which Crazy. is like, yeah. But so like that, that definitely means like you guys been through some, like some probably some rough shit too, and like. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, not to probably go into that like maybe later on or something, but uh, I was very curious about your conversation about the weather um where do you think that came from <laughs> like this love for the weather like I think that was just really interesting yeah I don't I really couldn't tell you specifically but I we we created like a weather club when we were in, we were kids <laughs> like we were so obsessed with it we're like oh loved like storms and tornadoes and yeah. I think you know being in the midwest that's a big part of life here is the drastic difference in weather what from blizzards to tornadoes to beating hot summer days so like we were just really interested in I think like the power that nature can you know express on on unwill like unwittingly or unknowing society you know like it's just nature and so I, we were just really into that kind of and the hurricanes too even though we didn't experience them in Illinois mm -hmm. but yeah that, we like we like like I don't know if it's like the normal suburban stuff like trains and going to the creek and you know like stuff like that was always what we were doing all the time you know 
Yeah. Where are you calling from, Kevin? Did you say like, are you guys in Illinois right now? Yeah, I'm in, I'm like, so I'm not in the city or Chicago area. I'm like yeah. south of it, but I like, it's like a 40 minute drive for me. Uh, okay. So th- I think that's where the time, because we were supposed to uh, do this 1 p.m. Pacific time. Right? And I, oh, okay. for some reason I thought you were in the West Coast too, but then you thought I was in like <laughs> central. So it was just very interesting. <laughs> I always get it mixed up with all, like all the people online. I'm like, okay, so this guy's in this time zone. He's on the East Coast. So I, I'm always scatterbrained about time zones yeah going back to that weather club like did you have a lot of people in it <laughs> there's a couple people but like you know i mean it's like not the most cool club to to be in but we i mean there's a couple people that were i mean when you're a kid like really i mean this was like elementary school you know people people just do what they like so it's there's a couple people in it and i don't even know what we really did other than like read books about storms and stuff like we didn't like go out chase tornadoes or anything like because we're children yeah so no yeah that's so cool and like it kind of plays into like this idea that you guys both use your like using your right and left brain like the the logical and like you know the creative side um has that ever helped with um um with your art at all oh yeah i mean i because i'm the one that kind of really fell headfirst into editing and doing all the like post-production stuff as well mm-hmm. he definitely got I mean we both got really into the production and pre-production but I've always been a little more technologically interested in things and like I was always really good with computers from a very young age so I was just interested in post-production and so having the kind of more analytical side of the brain helped me understand like how to freaking understand adobe how to understand all these like effects and how you all these little processes color grading uh editing transitions sorry if you can hear the dog oh that's fine now they hear (laughs) Um, they hear my dog charlie all the time (laughs) he's just walking around but yeah like the analytical side helped me basically be the engineer behind everything you know, every movie that I've done or short film or whatever, I did everything for it. Basically, I did all the processes because I when you're 12, you don't have anybody else to do. It. And as you learn more, like we didn't color our stuff very early on because we didn't know that that was a thing. You didn't, we didn't know that color grading was a pr- part of the process. We just started editing and then started transitions and then visual effects and then you just kind of learn stuff as you go over year over the years and having the analytical side of my brain helped give me the technical expertise or the technical understanding to and and even just the passion to learn the all these things because it would make our stuff better so you know i i i'm thankful for both sides of of my brain in that that respect but um yeah and what is uh, and what is brandon like how does he figure into like your filmmaking stuff like what does he do, normally do well what do you guys when you guys collaborate like what do you what does he normally work on he i mean we both do it depends because it's like it's only two of us that's almost always the case which is weird even now like we've brought in a couple other people but haven't really I've never like made like a real 
or I, I don't like using those words in like a real set, but like mm-hmm. I think the most people we've had on set is like four. And that includes acting or actors. So in mm-hmm. for most of our projects, it's me and him, usually both in the movie and behind the camera. So he does both acting and uh cinematography or directing and then and 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 story writing and brainstorming because like the sentinels series that we came up with that came out in like 2017 and then 2018 that was big part his idea um he's just all 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 always there for like the the big stuff like the production for the for the you know like the planning the production and i and he's such a valuable asset i mean that's how it makes him sound like mm-hmm. he's very valuable his mind is very valuable in post-production because i can i'm editing these things for like tens of hours hundreds of hours even and you know you kind of have blind spots and so i always send drafts to him and he's like oh here's these things that i caught and i'm like thank you like i couldn't catch these things by myself you know so he's vital and this is the same kind of thing for our music he's vital in in terms of like i need somebody and i need his brain to make our things exactly what it should be and exactly what he wants and exactly what i want and the best it can be because sometimes i gloss over things so he's very important all along the way even if even when i'm like focusing on the post-production and editing and stuff he's he's there for pretty much every other step of the filmmaking process yeah those people are important to have you know as i uh, as i personally go into like this like video editing myself and like uh content creating even just doing this podcast like um it is it's fun to edit actually like mm-hmm. i think uh, i th- i enjoy it a lot but it is definitely a lot of work and you're sitting there for me anyway it's a couple of hours um not like not to the extent of like a movie or anything and nowadays i just run it through obs and uh, i i'm kind of like the producer i have like yeah several different camera camera shots that i can just like transition to now cool. which is like for this video too like it'll probably just be a window of me just talking so i'm the focus like i'm thinking that way which is like super cool but you know i used to work in theater and so we did have um well for my senior project we had a, pr- a producer too so uh, the producer kind of helped me um look at the show from a different perspective as are like all your designers like your costume designer lighting designer stage managers like they're all there to like help you give like perspective of the show because like yeah when you're, when you're in it so deep um, you can't really see anything beyond that sometimes. Um, right. so it's nice to have somebody to like kind of rein you back in. That's why whenever I do anything like huge, like I used to do, I had my own theater troupe. By the way, don't discredit yourself for being just two people. That that is a production company, as far as I'm concerned, because I had my own theater troupe, the traveling theater company for Wayward Artists, where mm. I, I, it was essentially me and whoever, um, I can hire at the time to like help me out so um we did a show in a bar you know like (laughs) but at the time like I I definitely needed somebody like an assistant director to just kind of to talk to to like uh someone that I can trust someone that could 
like give me a new perspective or like tell me when things are going not not well because like no matter how hard you um no matter how hard you try to make things look okay there's like so much that you actually don't know like it's happened a bunch of times where you know an actor i thought was like felt very comfortable on set like and it, like we communicated that with that i thought we communicated to each other that very plainly like hey we're both comfortable we're both fine with this scene and then i hear from the assistant director like hey actually they were kind of afraid to talk to you <laughs> about uh changing something and you know that's when you approach them and you're you know you negotiate and talk and luckily everything like always works out in the end because i'm very good at like being understandable uh yeah. not to not to i don't know not to like uh, what's the word I forget the toot word. your own horn <laughs> and yeah not to toot my own horn I guess yeah there we go yeah um yeah. but no having Brandon by your side is like a very like uh, it sounds like to me like he's functioning in a similar way to being like your right hand man like the guy you trust to like hey uh Kevin you're you're kind of fucking this up here <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly I, I need somebody to call me out you know like if I'm not doing my hundred because like I think early in our our stuff like when we got past the adolescent stage of like making stuff together and when we were kind of older and self-conscious and and uh i needed somebody you know because I, I i would like we'd shoot something and i'd go back and watch i'm like oh, i could have done better and so i you know i was i had to talk to him and be like hey you you can push me like if if you see i'm not giving my 100 percent and let me know because I, I, you know, it's not going to offend me in any way. Like I want to make this the best that we can make it just like you do. So, you know, we kind of just, I, I think as we, our friendship grew, we realized that we could, you know, like c criticism can be so toxic these days, criticism. So like maybe we were both like, ah, we don't want to say anything in, in case it hurts their feelings, but our goal is to make the best thing that we can and make it not look like two people shot it. So it's like, yeah, put, we got to push each other, you know, like do this or do that, or, you know, try a different method or whatever. And if he is vital in helping me hone in and really just get exactly what we need out of something. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I, I read a book called, uh, creativity Inc, the Pixar book. And, hmm. you know, when it comes to like criticism and stuff like that, it always, it's always, the focus should always be on the story, you know, like you, mm -hmm. everyone wants to tell a really good story. So, um, that should always be the focus, um, egos. I mean, I feel like you should have a little ego in your projects. Like you should yeah. be a little bit self like, uh, we are artists. Like we, we kind of like, we put opinions out there for the world to like, digest like who are we to exactly. do that you know so right um there's a little ego in there but um when it comes to the story like it's important to tell a good story and a, mm -hmm. a story that everyone enjoys so um that's when i think like you know that's when people i feel like shouldn't be taking like offense into a lot of things like hey um, i'm giving criticism here because i want you to tell a good, the best story that you can rather than you're an awful artist you suck right <laughs> yeah yeah um going back to your your relationship with brandon i'm um like a relationship like that for like so long means that you guys helped each other out a lot like besides the filmmaking stuff and everything mm -hmm. like um what are some instances of you and, and brendan um helping each other out like what, what what's a story that you can tell about like where brandon was um 
I feel like I said his name like three different times there. <laughs> um, I've, I've also realized with this podcast, I have a speech impediment like type of thing where my tongue just gets the... <laughs> yeah, I get stumbled on words sometimes. It's it's yeah. natural. Yeah. So yeah, tell me about um, a moment where Brandon's helped you out and you helped him out. The thing that that mainly comes to mind, I think, was both of us going away to college at different colleges. It was a very isolated time I think for both of us we were definitely a little down in the dumps just because it's like we have nobody like nobody both of the schools that we have we went to nobody that we were close with because we weren't both of us aren't close with a ton of people so we definitely were kind of like it was a scary moment because you know you live your whole life with somebody or like next to somebody you have your best friend by your side down the street you know wherever for your whole life and then all of a sudden you guys are going to be apart for the first time for you know months at a time that's a little scary so I think that was a, a definitely a, not not like a turbulent time for our relationship but like a a moment where we had to be there for each other even though we physically couldn't or we were super busy you know working and studying and you know doing all, all that kind of college stuff and every time we would come back to you know visit home and I came I came back a lot just because I was definitely not a fan of where I was at but every time we came back it was very much right back into the swing of things and we all we were both very very conscious and um like I'm blanking on the word like specific or you know like aware of how what we would need for each other and how we need to be there for each other and stuff so it was a tough time but we both knew like okay it's not forever um there's obviously the fear of moving away and stuff like that after school but we weren't worried about that yet and we still kept making movies that was kind of the big thing where we had projects lined up and whenever he was in and whenever I was in, we would both work on, on projects. And I think that movies and just creative projects in general have always been our, such a meaningful part of our lives because being able to look back on old stuff when we were 12 and 13 and 14, like just being able to, it's like a time capsule of your life, you know, in a way. And it's like some of the most important stuff in my life, you know? So I, I think we both had the, the value of everything. So basically our, you know, our films were so important to us because it's like, we, we both understood the value of it and how much it meant to just capture these moments. And even in our like darkest moments, we were still putting the effort into making things together and pushing past like, whatever doom and gloom we were dealing with at the time. So I think it's funny how just like playing around with your friend turn, turns into something so important for your relationship that you can't imagine life without it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like almost close to 30 years of it, like, um, yeah. like doing it, do, of doing the same thing over and over again <laughs> and like in new and different ways. Um, like what are ways have you guys like hyped each other up? Like, what what's your biggest success like uh, in your friendship? Like, I guess in terms of making movies and stuff, or 
other things even i guess i mean it's kind of it's kind of broad in terms of our relationship i would say the most like successful thing would be our our both of our loves for trying new things like i in the past like three or four years my dad got me into craft beer and enjoying that kind of culture and culinary art exploration kind of thing and so i shared that with him and now we're both really into it and you know so that's another thing we can do together and i think we were both talking about this the other day how much we appreciate each other's willingness and curiosity to try new things because that really for us it brings a lot of flavor and color to our lives it brings a lot of memories that we wouldn't otherwise have if we were just doing the same thing every week and so i think that's a big success is being so uh open to each other and open to new opportunities and new things in terms of film i i think one of our biggest successes which was like early on which was our sly cooper parody ah. um it's still to this day our highest view counted video but it's taken down right now um because mm -hmm. it's it's a very childish i mean it's it's actually decent we did a couple different ones the other ones are a lot better but the first one's just kind of this this really it's it's you know it's old yeah <laughs> and so we kind of just took it down but it had like forty thousand views or something it was in, it got us into the youtube partner program at the time it was wow, like look at that our biggest success still to this date which is kind of it sucks but um Should yeah have made another a, one <laughs> we well we did uh, do a couple you know when like sly cooper four came out i think we did one or something like that so we we were you know i don't know very appreciative of what we had and how where we we were trying to chase certain things and it didn't always work but mm -hmm. you know we were exploring things kind of like we do in not just creative ways now you know okay yeah um that's really cool like especially like i like the part where you guys like trying new things together like um i always i, I always like trying new things and like the newest thing that i've been trying like, I guess, like, the podcast has been, like, this new thing that I've been trying that's been developing every day, um, but I, I don't have a lot of stories. I don't hang out with a lot of people, actually. Art's in California, so I can't, like, hang out with him right. every time, um, but, listen, nah, man, I'm just, like, very inspired by, like, your guys' friendship. I think, like, that's, like, so cool that you guys have been able to, like, kind of stick together and also just become collaborators. Um, where do you guys see, where do you see both of you? Where do you guys see each other in the next 30 years? 30, wow. <laughs> yeah, you're almost there. Yeah. <laughs> um, years old. Sheesh. Um, I definitely think we're really, we're really interested in music, oh. which is something I never literally could have ever comprehended because I don't even, I still don't know how to play an instrument, but we're still, I mean, we're, we released a song late last year and we're, we've got lots, lots coming. So, but he, and he's always kind of, he learned the bass at an early age. And I think it was like during the pandemic, he would always play cool bass riffs that he would come up with. And I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Like, I wish I knew how to play something, but I don't. And 
I don't know if we were just so bored or, you know, like we had other movie ideas and stuff that we were doing at the time, but he came, came up with like this, such a cool like riff or like a melody. And I was like, man, this would be a huge undertaking for me because since I'm like the engineer role, I would have to learn how to engineer music from scratch because I don't even know how to play an instrument, let alone make music. But it might be worth it, you know? And so I buried myself in it. And it's like, honestly, one of the best things. It's it's so soul-filling for me. And I, I'm in love with it. And I, you know, this year I want to try and learn an instrument and we're taking it pretty seriously you know we copyrighted a song like it's it's a real thing for us and so i think we're really excited to explore that some more while also still doing movies like we've got a project underway right now it's just about to hit like main production hopefully in the next couple weeks mm-hmm. but i don't know because i used to think when we were like on the youtube train back in the day when we got into the program and we we've we got like nine cents worth of ad revenue or whatever off off that sly cooper video so like they didn't never even sent it because it was nine cents yeah but we've i definitely kind of had and i had more of a i saw a quote like recently that's like you can't judge your current path based on something you had or some some envisioned reality you had as a child or as a kid because like that world doesn't exist. It's like a, you know, why would you compare it to something you didn't, you couldn't even comprehend the world back then, let alone mm-hmm. like, see, so it's not fair to compare it. So I used to think like, oh, I'm going to be famous or, you know, I want to be a famous movie director or actor or something. And as I got older, I was like, I don't think who I am is really compatible with like the film industry, like the proper film industry. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I'm not, I'm not willing to, move to LA and get two jobs, you know, just to afford an apartment shared with like six people. And that's just not something I'm willing to do just because I just who I am. And I had, I I kind of had, I had a lot of trouble grappling with that because I was like, I think this is what I want to do. So why am I not so like encouraged and motivated to do it? So I kind of, you know, it's hard, hard to like figure out the, or to, to realize the path that I'm on was like the path that should have went on where everything I did uh, led me to learning the skills that I need to actually get like a job or like create, almost create a job for myself in this kind of middle space where I like being, because it gives me freedom and it gives me a, a, a better grasp of my time than like moving to LA and who knows what, I mean, it's like, is that even the right, like right thing to do anymore? Like what is, there's no real specific path. Like everybody has their own. So I'm like, uh, I like having, I like upping the ante with all these projects, my personal projects. And like this film that I've been doing, I reached out to a bunch of people online and they're in the movie remotely because it works perfectly. Cause it's all, television clips and i needed a bunch of television clips and so i just sent the word out and was like hey anybody want to do this and it's the first time like seven people are in the movie you know so i think for me 
for me personally, it it's definitely more of like a career thing versus for Brandon, it's more of a bonding where it is. It is for me too, but like I only, I do a lot of films because it will give me more stuff for my portfolio and, you know, improve my skills and hopefully, you know, submit to festivals and stuff. But I think we both are just gonna, I, I, I can see us both continuing to do this and music for the first time has let me um, kind of inspired me to take chances and inspired me to be scared where I'm like, I don't, I kind of want to challenge myself. Cause I, I, you know, I struggle with a lot of shit. So like sometimes it's really uncomfortable to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. And so, and like to challenge yourself. And so music has been the first time where I'm like, I really want to challenge myself. And so I'm really paying attention to that and paying attention to how I can kind of scare, be scared. Cause I think doing things that scare you is good for yourself. You know, like not in a good, like, not like terrified. I'm going to jump off a building, you know, like mm. things that aren't going to kill you, but are yeah. scary, you know, like I, I, so I've been listening to that more, you know, music was a big part of that where like, Brandon's like, I'm not singing in the band. And I'm like, well, I don't even know how to sing, dude. I'm terrible. But I guess I have to be the singer. You know, like I have yeah. to do it because there's nobody else. And so for me, I think I see both of us really getting into the music side of things. And it's also a good excuse to make music videos. So we get like instant fuel for our other creative projects, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, I honestly don't like... I wouldn't say I see myself like, oh, be a famous movie director or like directing brand stuff. Like, I don't, I honestly don't know. And maybe I should set more goals or something, but I, I kind of just let things flow and slowly challenge myself over time because that's what works for me is taking one step at a time rather than like, I'm like, I, yeah, I have no clue grand scale what, what I would really what I really want even, you know, I'm still trying to figure things out, even almost 30, you know, I mean, that's kind of the beauty of life. Yeah. I mean, uh, you said a lot of good things in there. <laughs> um, the one I, thing I was rambling. I'm sorry. Oh no. Like, um, like I think like in this day and age, like with the social media and like um, influencer age, like you really don't need to have like a Hollywood, like Hollywood status anymore. Mm -hmm. Like you, that's like, you, you can get that. <laughs> like if you right. if you work hard it, it's a long path you know like it takes forever but um I think what I'm realizing at least with this podcast you know like talking about you know getting to know Jared Petty and all these other people mm -hmm. that you know have st status like I it's uh people are going to see the work that you do and they're going to appreciate it um no matter what your following is like which is I think I found that so fascinating and so kind of like rewarding, like, oh, every time I learn something new about the show, whether it's editing or um, graphics and stuff like that, I did all the graphic design for the show uh, so far. <laughs> um, it's, it's been very rewarding. It, it feels like I, I feel, I feel like a video game character. I'm just like leveling up every time um, and then getting nominated for awards and stuff like that. I think that's like just so, um, it's really interesting how something that is, taking me less than two years to do and figure out has gotten me uh, better prestige and recognition than 
theater ever did in the last <laughs> five years of doing that. Um, not that I was like bad in it or anything, but like um, that there was just a lot of, there's a lot of traditional uh, point of views in theater that uh, quite frankly, I think have died in this pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, but people are still trying to revive it, which I'm just like, dude, you know, the industry, the theater industry died <laughs> and right. during COVID, like it's still kind of dead. You're, and you're trying to revive something that's dead now. So I digress. Um, no, uh, I think all, you're also your comment about like, challenging yourself like being scared like that's so important and bogart uh, is a theater director that i love and i think any every artist should read what she has to say because she specifically talks about directing in theater but some of her comments can be applied to anything honestly uh you know she, the one thing that she always says is you always have to put your foot in what you know uh, and the other foot in in the unknown um mm. and that good art like if you're scared to present something like if you get that feeling of like dread or like like fear inside like when you present something that means like that just just goes to show like how much you want to put yourself into it you know like and how you know this is a very important piece to you like uh if you're not scared like that just says something (laughs) so yeah like Anne bogart like was is a really good resource and i um i appreciate you for like diving into something that yeah you're like yeah like you're challenging yourself i feel like everybody should like try something new and challenging themselves you know yeah, you, I mean, you can't find any, right? I feel like it's harder to grow when you don't chase after things that you might not know you like or, you know, like new things. Like for me, music was never, like I, I had guitar lessons when I was 13 and I quit them like three weeks in because I was like, uh, I'd rather play video games than <laughs> practice guitar. So yeah. I just didn't even think of it. And now it's like one of the most rewarding new hobbies and endeavors for me, so yeah you never know you know yeah can people listen to your music anywhere yeah we are liminal cinema everywhere you know spotify yeah. apple music nice. wherever you get it we'll put it in the description um so people can check that awesome. out Thank um, you, man. We, we are actually getting towards the end here um i all right i, I want to ask like two more questions here um the first one is like how is your relationship with brandon uh covid wise like have you guys been connecting more or um do you like have you been seeing each other often yeah i mean he works out of state so um through covid he was actually in more than he was the other the previous years so it was actually kind of nice we were able to get project get movies done and get start the music thing so we honestly like it sounds so bad but covid has been very good for us because it allowed us to and, and honestly, if without COVID, I probably wouldn't have gone out and attempted to do freelance because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was out of work for like a month or two. And so I was like, well, I might as well try this. And now it's like my main source of income now. So mm-hmm. I think the pandemic has been pretty great for us, you know, creatively. Not It's not a great thing, obviously, but oh yeah, sure. uh, yeah, it's been pretty good you know for giving us time to create and giving us more time together because you know we both live pretty close when we're home so it was pretty solid uh it was a pretty good thing all things considered you know yeah i feel like that's what's been great about um well i i hate to say that but like well what's been great about this pandemic is like we've always we've all been trying to find ways to like connect to each other and um 
like figure out ways to like keeping in touch and keeping contact in a world where we are just like kind of uh, what do you call it like have to separate from each other i mean nowadays right. it's kind of not that way i don't think anyone cares anymore yeah <laughs> which is like a bummer but right. um yeah you know we gotta we gotta do the best that we can nowadays i guess um and it seems like yeah it sounds like you guys have been trying to find ways to uh connect with each other which is again that's a testament to like your years of friendship and collaboration and stuff like that which it's admiring that's for sure um the last question I want to ask, uh, and it's a question I like to ask guests on the show, um, because this show was born from the pandemic, like um, during a time yes, where, sir. yeah, <laughs> this show was born in the pandemic in a time where we weren't sure if we were ever going to like see each other, you know, like that weird mm-hmm. period. So um, pretend Brandon, uh, pretend this will be the last time you ever see Brandon. What's something that is, what's, some, what's one thing you want Brandon to hear from you? Like, what do you want to tell Brandon? Wow, deep question. Yeah. It's the last time you ever see him. Just that the things that we created, it, it there's something so beautiful about having something that will live past you. I, you know, I don't, I'm still on the fence about kids. You know, I'm not dating anybody currently, so I don't have any intentions currently to kind of and I'm an only child so mm-hmm. you know the family line dies with me but if I don't have kids and yeah. so I think I'm just super grateful to have kind of an analog for that which is all of our work and just I don't know there's something like because we sometimes just watch our stuff back together like our old stuff just for fun Mm -hmm. just to see like you know like look back at it and it's just incredible to see what we've created just from having fun and just from using stuff in our lives that happen and make stories out of it or whatever but it's just really meaningful to me and that combined with just our our friendship itself I mean, it's something I, I don't have that anywhere else. So, like, it's very important to me, and there's no, it's irre- irreplaceable, and I will never. I don't know. I don't know if it's like I don't know if I would ever be able to repay him back for it, but like, it, a lot of the stuff that we do basically keeps me going. So, mm-hmm. it's it, I'm I'm indebted to just what we do. Yeah. Um. Uh, you said like uh, repay him and stuff like that. Like that's 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 really interesting phrase. Uh, phrase. Do you think he would want you to repay back all those memories, all those fun times? Like, do you, no. think, it, do you think it's meaningful for him as well? I mean, yeah, I think by like repaying him, it's just by doing it. Still, like he gets the same thing I get out of it. So, mm-hmm. like, there is no repaying. You know, because yeah. we both give in receive at the same time yeah that's that's great man i appreciate that thank you so much for sharing uh brandon with us like i I, we don't get a lot of friends on the show especially like Hmm. very deep bonds with like male friendships on this show yeah um 
like if it's a deep bond with a male they're probably gay <laughs> i'm queer so it's just like <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah. it's um and i i don't presume to know both of you what your sexualities is but it sounds like you know it's really cool just hearing about friends and um we don't get that a lot on the show that's cool i'm glad i could bring that yeah, absolutely. Well, we're at Artists. Uh, this has been The Rewind. We're in the lightning round questions of the show. It's a series of five questions I like to ask guests each and every week. They're fun. They're not so quick because we'll talk about them forever. Uh, Kevin, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Uh, question number one, what would be your perfect day? Making a movie with Brandon. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, like, that's fair. Uh, there, there we go. <laughs> I mean, the lightning round, you know, I'm trying to first yeah. thing. I mean, I guess, yeah, <laughs> that was, but like, I guess like for yourself, like, I mean, oh, okay. I, I guess like Brandon is your, like, you know, your friend and everything like that definitely means a lot to you, but like, yeah. what are you doing for yourself? I guess okay. that would be um, like a self-care day or like a day for hmm. you. That's interesting. Cause everything else I would think of is like, okay, well, you know, I would like to spend some time with him. I would like to spend some time with my dad my mom, mm-hmm. like that self-care for me is being able to spend time with them because I kind of just do whatever I want for myself. Like most days I'm very in tune with, cause I'm definitely more introverted, but so I spend a lot of time alone and I just do what I want, you know? So to me, the best times are when I, I can't, or I feel like I, I need some uh, shared moments with people and, mm-hmm. you know, so that to me what is it, like a perfect day what are you and brandon like doing on this perfect day besides let's 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 put filmmaking aside here right. like what are you two two best friends from childhood what, what are y'all well what are y'all doing definitely going out to eat somewhere a local restaurant having a couple beers and then i guess since you just said filmmaking i would say kind of jamming out a little bit at at one of our houses you know just playing with music you know figuring out some stuff Mm -hmm. maybe watching some tv like honestly for me the best moments are not these extravagant huge eventful times like we've done like there's unforgettable like concerts that we've been to and stuff but to me it's really about just like yeah simple going out to eat and enjoying each other's company being very present with each other that to me is perfect because it's you get the genuine it's it's like so common that but it, it's not as you get older you know so it's mm-hmm. i don't know i really value just like going out to eat like yeah. very much you know um first off where, where are y'all eating at oh we're eating at probably freedom brothers pizza oh the local restaurant nice freaking amazing like neapolitan style mm-hmm. oven oven pizza is so good so oh, good. you know um if my mom didn't get covid today <laughs> i probably would have uh you know like i don't know i have thoughts about like going out in covid because like nowadays people are just like they absolutely oh, do not give nobody a shit. cares yeah so it's um but i'm still i'm, I'm still trying to be a good boy but pizza yeah, sounds too. good yeah uh pizza is really good um probably not gonna get the neapolitan like special pizza in this area more like um probably order a domino's pizza because like, <laughs> like a lot of people don't deliver but um now pizza's great the uh, other oh god i forgot the other question that i was gonna ask oh Uh-oh. dang it's gone now um all right. okay no that sounds like yeah oh yeah you won't have time for it as an adult like that is absolutely 100 percent true when you get older like and when you're out of college it is so hard it is so oh, hard to like my friends. I am a queer person. I 
but I work in an in industry. Like I work receptionist, like as my, this is my money job. Um, <laughs> and no one's queer there. No one's like my mm. age. So it's just like those two things, like that mean a lot to me. And um, like, I don't have that. And so like, yeah, work can be isolating too. Not to, not to say right. like my coworkers are bad people. Like I, like, right. I don't want to hang out with them or anything like that. But it's just like, I want to hang out with my people, you know? Yeah, you want that belonging and that like understanding. Yeah. And so it's just like, yeah, cherish those moments where you get to like hang out with uh, people and like in the right. same areas. So, cause it, it, it is hard. It, and especially mm-hmm. as somebody who doesn't like, I like drinking to get drunk, really. <laughs> um, I don't, I'm not one of those, like, I'm going to enjoy a fancy thing. I, I think like the yeah. only time I ever really did that was when I went to Disneyland and I went to Pim's Kitchen uh, oh, yeah. like from Ant-Man and like I had one of their drinks there. The drinks are really good there, but um, yeah, I'm not that type of guy that goes to like bars, or, like the nightclub life, like that yeah. a lot of queer people tend to enjoy. So it was I don't really have a lot of options. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, like you, you hit the nail on the head when you said like, yeah, it's, it's very hard to make those like new connections. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's a valid, perfect day. It's just that I wanted you to, to elaborate a little bit more because <laughs> yeah, we, no, we thanks for about... getting it out of me. Cause sometimes I need that. You know? Yeah. Uh, question number two, what's a song that describes your life right now? It's not your favorite song, but a song that might describe your oh. life right now. Wow. It's a re- it's kind of a depressing song, but No Shoulder by Joy Wave. Oh, what's that about? It's kind of just about like like outwardly looking at like what's going on in the world and being kind of freaked out about it and then also just like feeling like you're cuz there's this repeated line at the end of the song that just keeps saying I'm stuck in a landslide over and over and that just really has stuck with me that because the album actually dropped like the week the pandemic hit mm-hmm. and so i've that song has really resonated with me in terms of like we have no control right now really so i just felt like that uh like i'm stuck in the landslide like you're just you're going with something that's just like kind of collapsing and trying to figure out how you what you can do to you know combat that or like fight against it but it's so hard to so that's that song really just resonates with me uh, you just described like every person that like gave a shit about this pandemic <laughs> yeah um, right and how how possibly that like people like us like feel <laughs> right it's, i mean um, it's awful yeah well you can listen to that song on the playlist called where where would songs for wayward artists where it's a compilation of everyone's favorite songs or songs that describes their lives right now that's been updated in the last couple episodes still but i'm i'm doing a social media push real soon uh i feel like i need that real soon so that will be a part of it eventually um someone needs to hold me accountable for it one day when we have when we have more people listen to the show and they're like sid what the fuck why haven't you updated the playlist or if someone else if i if i had the kind of funny fans you know like the same fans is kind of funny and it's like Uh, whoever does like you know the the one fan the one person that always does their like thumbnails and or whatever mm-hmm. uh I, I think it's well no, no ben please be excited just does like photoshop yeah, stuff but um i don't know what one of those roger Bacorny. yeah there mm-hmm. even though he works he works at kind of funny right now he works now yeah roger Bacorny used to do all the like the thumbnails and stuff like if i had a roger Bacorny, but for the way we're, maybe that's you kevin who knows like okay. I, I don't have a, I don't have a lot of resources, but maybe one day I can actually hire you. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, 
to like just maybe and then be like hey i'm, I'm just gonna do the playlist right now and then be like, right, yes yeah. take it off my take it off my hands yeah, um yeah. um question number three this one will probably be easy for you uh mr movie guy um what's your third favorite movie mm. I'm going to say there's it, it, every time I watch it, it keeps going higher on my list. So I'm going to say The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. Oh, Willem Dafoe. Yeah. yeah Batman. The, uh, Robert Eggers. Yeah. Batman and uh, Green Goblin. Yeah, exactly. Great team up. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie yet, but like lately, I just haven't been, I haven't been in the horror mood, you know, like the, it's, yeah, sp- it's a kind of like, it's a dense movie in a way because the mm-hmm. dialogue is kind of, weird the accents and you know so there's a lot of weird stuff with it but you know I, I just the story the writing the uh acting obviously is so is so good but like every time i watch it, i find something even better about it that i love so mm-hmm. i'll check it out when i feel better <laughs> about my life type of thing. yeah yeah. yeah like lately i just like i've been on a strict i'm not watching sad things i think the big sad thing that i've been watching was uh is euphoria uh mm, which i is, gotta watch that i hear great things yeah it's really good i'm trying to rewatch season one so i can catch up to season two but right now you know i'm just i'm very grateful for like the happy stuff like the mcu uh star wars mm-hmm. i've been i've been really enjoying the book of boba fett right nowadays um compared to like other people uh but you know i also like the last jedi so (laughs) yeah so different different uh perspective from you which is good i mean it's good to be like excited about things you know i like it's so it seems like it's so few and far between now with just how critical fans are nowadays yeah i mean like there's just movies at the end of the day like they're they're fun you know it's not don't make it your personality (laughs) exactly like it's not a personal attack on you or like a personal it doesn't define you whether the movie is good or bad or if you didn't enjoy it or did like Mm -hmm. exactly well question number four what is your favorite ice cream topping or gelato or frozen yogurt if you enjoy any of those uh topping i mean i don't know if it's considered a topping but i love peanut butter and and ice cream peanut butter like a chocolate peanut butter Mm -hmm yeah it's my like, favorite are you, are you putting peanut butter like on top i mean like something on either top, or yes. you could do both you could mix it together or you could you know have it yeah. on top just it, a little dollop yeah is it like a dollop or are you thinking i think a peanut butter brittle that would be oh that would be good too nice crunchy yeah but the problem is it'll just get stuck in your cavities yeah that's that, <laughs> i've had that before you know yeah now kevin we're at the most important question of the show the fifth question uh we talked about candy and peanut butter and all that like for the toppings so i want to know and i want you to pick to the, the definitive answer to the age-old question left twix or right twix easy right twix why i'm a right guy i i, I i'm dominant right hand mm-hmm. it's, so it's just the easiest you know easiest one yeah i thought when you said you're a right guy i thought you're like oh politics are you oh dude i don't even know like the the right versus like i always get confused i'm like just is that conservative or liberal i don't just i i I get confused with the direction stuff so that's fine i'm just i'm just teasing you a little bit but (laughs) uh, it's a it's a fun question i like to ask people uh have a lot of different opinions very unique yeah certainly i want to put on a t-shirt but i think i'll be sued (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Uh, Wayward Artists, this has been The Rewind. Please check us out on YouTube. If you like the show, please subscribe, like, comment, share with all your friends everywhere. Um, please get us to 100 subscribers so we can get a URL, um, a unique custom URL, so I don't have to tell you to go, go type in the Wayward World podcast in the search bar. Uh, subscribe to us on audio services everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Spotify also has video too, which is kind of cool. I you can watch You can watch and listen. It's up to you. Um, support on Patreon, patreon.com slash Wayward World Podcast. And um, yeah, Kevin, uh, where can people find you? And um, send us off with the last word. I am at Kevin Hollick on everything, pretty much. Instagram, Twitter, wherever. Um, if you want to follow me, I don't, I mean, I don't really tweet much. So, or Instagram much, but, mm -hmm. you know, if you need to contact me, let me know. And I would, uh, say maybe check out our our band me and brandon's band liminal cinema we are at liminal cinema on both instagram and twitter and you can find us on spotify apple music wherever you like to listen to music mm -hmm. so yeah yeah uh do you have a link tree by chance no Should, yeah. I, is that like where it has all the different yeah, stuff on the there links. yeah that would be very you should make one um, look into that yeah, uh, and then send us off with the last word. Um, have a blessed, beautiful weekend. Thank you. Yeah, well, the weekend's kind of over because this episode oh. comes out on Sunday. <laughs> then week. Have a great week, everybody. All right. Wait, wait, artists, without further, further ado, it's been real. <laughs>